Welcome to the journey of uncovering who you are meant to be. I'm Rachel Weaver, your jack of all trades manifesting generator that will light the way. In this space, we'll explore what authenticity means so that you can wake up every single day saying, oh my God, I love who I am. Buckle up my friends because we're in for a wild ride as we decondition what the world has told us to be so that our soul can rest in who we're meant to be. Your soul has a message for the world and this is where we find the gold and let her shine bright. You're in the right place if you wanna build a business on the foundation of your authentic self. Let's go be you, babe. So excited to be here. Hey, Rachel, how are you? I'm good, how are you doing, Bridget? I've been loving our conversations and as soon as we talked, we were able to just like dive deep into things that lit us up, like copywriting, messaging, visibility, and and all the things. And today we're going to be talking about visibility beyond just social media and what that looks like for us as business owners, but also what it can look like for someone who's listening. So I'm excited to dive in. Yeah, I feel like this topic has been in my room for like six weeks now. So really, I mean, people on my podcast talking about it and just really expanding awareness of what is possible and that we don't have to do things the way we think we have to do them. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny because we think, you know, if you're online having a business or using social media, you're typically taking courses that are like how to use it's social media marketing strategies typically. And what we're forgetting, and there's a massive opportunity in this forgetting is that before social media, businesses were still highly profitable and they didn't have social media. Yeah, yeah, like social media, I think actually selling on social is really hard. <laughs> I have found it difficult um, because there's, you don't, you're selling to strangers essentially. And so there's so much know, like, and trust that you have to establish. They have to really be, understand what it is you're selling. There's just a lot that goes into it. And when you're a newbie, that's really overwhelming, like really overwhelming. And there are easier ways to grow your expertise, get your word out there and find clients that have nothing to do with social media. Yeah. I remember I interviewed my dad on my podcast like a year ago and I said like, what has helped you in your Mm -hmm. business? And he Mm -hmm. said, building relationships and caring about people. So let's dive into networking and actually meeting humans and what that's been like for you. Oh, okay. So I'm a lane four in human range, and that's the networker. It means that I am not, I'm not going to influence people necessarily that are strangers. They have to kind of come from my network of people. So like uh, a client will be like, come check out Rachel. She's amazing. Right. And so even any social media that I put out there, my Instagram has been a struggle. (laughs) My, all of it's because it's going out there and trying to talk to strangers essentially and draw them in. So it's always been kind of, it's sticky. It's sticky. It feels sticky to me. It's like, I don't like this versus, and I even don't, I've heard a lot of people talk about doing social media, right? Like you create relationships with, with people on social media and like, it still feels weird to me because it's still a stranger initially, right? And you're reaching out to them and you're like, like, I want to connect with you, but it feels like, it feels awkward because you know what you're doing. You're connecting. I don't know. Like, it just felt awkward and weird to me. 
Um, the ways I've found that feel more exciting and more um, just expectation free is when I am excited to talk about what I do. So if I have an opportunity to talk about what I do with someone else's network on a podcast, writing an article, doing anything like that, that feels fun to me. So, and then it goes out to that person's network, right? And then people are like, oh, that sounds interesting. The ones that are, are like connected to it. And then they come find me, right? So it's been, it's not me reaching out individually to people. It's where can I find a platform to share what I do, to share my message, um, and then just allow whoever is meant to hear it to hear it and to come find me. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And I think kind of where you're going there is social media, us posting on our own social media platforms is a form of mass marketing. And what you're talking about is kind of taking it one step more intimate because you're still online in, in yep. some of those instances, right? So you're still oh, online sure. using yep. the internet and you have a connection with the person who you're speaking to or the group that you're speaking to. And if mm -hmm. you think about that from a business perspective, that's going to be a stronger, that's going to be a stronger, we'll use the word like lead because the people in that community already trust the person who's invited you in. So mm -hmm. you're already creating that like automatic no like and trust factor. And again, yeah. it still kind of enters the realm of this is about building relationships because if you didn't have a relationship with that person who maybe ran the Facebook group or ran the community yeah. that you're getting in front of, you wouldn't have that opportunity to do. And it's yeah. funny because I think this is like left out of the online equation when it comes to networking and relationships. Oh, totally agree. Totally agree. And I feel like every time I do connect with somebody and just like you and I did, it's not just about sharing your message. It's about connecting with you and understanding what your needs are and like, who, um, like what referrals do you want? Um, tell me more about what you do and really getting to know someone beyond the online space. Right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I feel very similarly because when I meet someone, I've always been a curious person. I've always wanted to know, like, well, why are you the way you are, Rachel? Like, what, like, how have your upbringing shaped you? Like, what were you doing before <laughs> you study in college? And unfortunately, that just can't come across in one social media post, right? You need to be following someone for a long time to, like, really understand their story. And this is where another avenue that we can kind of touch upon next is podcast speaking, because you are able to get to know someone's story mm -hmm. much deeper. So whether you're connecting yep. with the podcast host, right, which is a relationship building technique, or you're connecting with the community of listeners who's going to listen to you tell your story, I think it's an exceptional way to market your business in a way that is a lot less direct and salesy yeah. by nature. Oh, so, so much less salesy. And people get your energy too, right? Like they get to feel, especially if you're able to audio or um, video, right? Like they start to feel into what it would be like to work with you um, and whether or not you feel connected or jive, right? Like that kind of thing. Yeah, totally agree. It's funny. Um, my friend and I ran a, had a pitch like a pro and rock the show cool. uh, workshop last month. 
or last year and she's a PR strategist. You know, I was helping them understand how to share their story on the podcast. And before we were presenting that as an offer, like I was really thinking about why do I listen to podcasts and Mm -hmm. what they represent to me. And it was so much about the story and getting to know that person and, Mm -hmm. and going much deeper than just the surface level. And then beyond that, I was reminding myself of all of the times I purchased something after listening to someone on a podcast. And I just did it again. I just joined a mastermind for a thousand dollars. But after listening to a podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like you come to the, at least I come to a podcast and read the title. And I want the title to hit some type of note for me. Like, oh, I'm struggling with that. Or, oh, I am in, really intrigued by that idea right now. Um and I come to it for a very surface level reason. But then once you're in the podcast and listening to people, I'm like, oh, I love the way that they talk. Or, oh my God, that story just feels like I really resonate with that. That You get such a deeper understanding of that person once you're in it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I like that point. And when we are in the business of like, we're service providers and typically we are the brand right? Like you represent your company. You are the face of the company. And, you know, you're the one doing the podcast. You're the one, you know, speaking um, in spaces like this. And the funny thing that I found about listening to podcasts and then making purchasing decisions is that they didn't really talk about their business that much. Like Mm. I I reflected on why I chose to make that decision. And she was talking about her, her life as a mother and the spaciousness she's created in her life since having her her new child and just what that's looked like as she is this business owner who is busy and has a team and is making money and also has a life beyond business. So I think what that shows us is, you know, a lot of times on social media, we're, we're trying to like sell something, right? We create posts and content that are like, this is what I have to offer. And yeah. yet I just made a purchasing decision by listening to this woman talk about her life. Did you, when you were thinking, I want to sign up for this, did you go to the sales page and read through the whole thing? Or were you like, I'm already sold before you even like, I don't have to read it. So on the podcast, she talked a little bit about what she has coming up. And I was like, oh, interesting. So from there, I went to her website. Mm-hmm. I looked at the sales page, but I don't really read things in depth and I'm not a long copy reader yeah I'm like short and sweet to the point like just tell me kind of what I need to know and yep. what's included and what's involved yep and I made the decision right there gosh that's awesome I love that I love that and it is I feel like when we find something that really hits in our in our soul um I I feel like I'm funny because I I'm always watching for marketing stuff and I will go through someone's funnel just to go through their funnel to see what it's like. (laughs) We had a, so it was funny, um, sidebar note, uh, we had a vacuum salesman come to our house one time, like the old school 1950s, your grandmother's vacuum cleaner salesman. Um, And he did this whole spiel. And before I even knew what was happening, he was like in my house vacuuming my one rug so at the time you're in a tiny little bungalow with wood floors and he had one rug and he was trying to sell me a thousand dollar vacuum cleaner like is this too hard ones 
<laughs> you're speaking to the wrong crowd here, Jake. But that aside, like I go through, I get really excited about someone's thing. I'm like, oh, that sounds really amazing. And then I go and read the sales page um, in depth and really go, well, first I skim it and then I read it in depth. Um, I mean, analyze like is this really going to support me the way I want to be supported those are always the thoughts that are going to my head like is this really what I need right now or is this the shiny object I'm a super shiny object person I will sign up for all kinds of shit I used to sign up for shit all the time and no I am very reserved when I sign up for things because I don't want that distraction like, is this really what I need or is this just a distraction and I feel like that really helps in writing my copy now because I don't want to be that shiny object for people. I don't want to be, I want to be the thing that's truly there, the thing that they need, right? The thing that, that's going to help them take that next step. Um, so answering those hesitations and answering the what's going on in their mind of why they don't want to buy or why they don't want to take this step or fears and things like that have really opened my eyes to um, calling in the right people, right? And making sure that it's not just a sale, but it's actually that's a weak client. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably a whole other conversation. It's like saying no to people or, yeah. you know, really allowing yourself to work with the right people. So yeah, sorry. put that yeah. one in the tangent. And sorry. The- I love the tangents. Another thing that we both talked about before we got on here today was referrals and how that can support your business so much. So, and when you said the word referral, there's this saying that that came into my mind, and I don't remember who said it, but it, it was something along the lines of the best way to sell things in your business is for other people to do it for you. And we need to be have built relationships and enough trust within the community that we already have to be there. However, when you are at that space to do that, like let's dive into what referrals can look like as another strategy that does go beyond just social media. Absolutely. Yes. Um, So one thing I learned with the podcasts that I've had recently with PR um, specialists or experts is that when someone else is talking about your business, it's it doesn't feel salesy because it's someone else outside of you talking about your business, right? So it creates a lot more authority and expertise right off the bat. Like just because that person, say, especially if it's like the New York Times or whatever is talking about you, they obviously have done their research on you. They believe in what you're doing, right? So it, it creates and establishes a level of trust right off the bat. And when you trust your friend to give you a referral, it's much the same way. Like they wouldn't give you someone that they had a bad experience with or that they didn't think was good, right? Sometimes it happens, right? (laughs) But I'm thinking construction workers. But (laughs) for the most part, you are going to give your friend the best referral possible, right? Um, And so it establishes a level of trust and expertise because that person trusted you. That person knows that you're doing great work. So I can trust that you're going to do great work. And so the level or the barrier to hiring you is so much lower. It's then just a matter of, well, can you, I mean, 
are you solving my problem? And do we jive together, right? It's so much easier. Then it's just the conversation, right? Like, what do you offer? And cool, I like you. You like me? Cool, let's do business, right? Um, I feel like in terms of getting referrals, it's 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 having conversations with people like this, but it's staying in touch with people that matters the most. And I used to be horrible about this. Like I could never remember names. I all like people would just drop off the face of the earth. Like I had no way of keeping them in, right? Like I'd meet them once. I'd be like, you're great. And then totally forget about them, right? Um, but a friend told me about keeping little note cards. So like these, like the five by seven or four by six, whatever note cards and writing down when you meet someone, writing down their details, an email. It's usually all already, I mean, you're already friends somewhere, but that is keeping it in one place. So you can't forget. And you just go through the list and touch base with people like, you know, four or five people a month or whatever, like whatever's obtainable for you. Um, and just dropping in and saying, hey, hello, like, how are things going? I did this the other day with a woman that I did a program with last year and we hadn't really talked. And I sent her an email and I was like, hey, I see you, know, I see you on social media. You're like doing great things. Like, I would love to catch up. And she was like, oh my God, yes, like, let's catch up. And who knows where that'll lead? I'm not even like, I don't care that if she was a client or not. It's just, it's keeping that connection going, right? So you stay top of mind. Like we were talking about, when you think of Pappy, you think of me. And that's only because we keep this connection open. If we didn't keep the connection open, you'd forget about me. Or you'd forget like, oh yeah, I do know someone that does copy, right? So it's keeping, it's not only starting the conversation, but it's keeping the conversation open. This is such a great, a great point. And it's another one of those things that we can take. What you just said is so human. Like there's nothing mm-hmm. strategy about it. It's just like, okay, if I want to keep relationships, I need to talk to these people. Yeah. And again, that's another thing that we can take from like the offline business into the online space and yeah. get part of part of it all. And yeah. I, I'm so grateful. This is what I'm grateful for when I worked um, at Yelp and sales is like, of course, we had a uh, CRM and we had a lead management system and we would take, you know, yep. you take notes on the people that you have conversations with. And and I do that to this day. I have, yeah. I have you know, like this person likes golf, you know, in here. So I can remember because we're humans and this is the stuff that connects us together beyond just the business, like the human to human thing is what the online space is lacking. And mm-hmm. if we can actually bring that in, mm-hmm. it's going to feel a lot better. And it might take a little bit longer. It's a longer term strategy, building relationships with this. Honestly, I don't think it's any longer than trying to build your social media. <laughs> in my experience, like building my Instagram account is painful. <laughs> so I don't think it's any longer strategy than then yeah I think um and it's so much more pleasurable and more engaging um I love the idea that you're writing down what they like golf I like I'll write down what they do but I've never thought about oh they like some weird quirky personal thing that's such a great idea um because I don't remember that I do not remember that like I'm lucky if I remember your name I'm so sorry but right like I am just 
I, I forget. I have an open head, open head, and the details go in one ear and out the other. So to write and have it written down in, in a place that I can go through it and it's all in one place, right? It's tangible. Um, I love the tangibility of the cards too. It's just, it's just a stuff that sits on my desk, reminds me, hey, touch in with people. <laughs> I need to do that again. That's a great idea. I mean, I have to like, this, this is going to sound so funny. I have to go on my computer and hit a couple buttons, but like that takes effort. You know, at least if you see it, like it's in front of you and it's top yeah. of mind. Um, yeah. And that's kind of where I want to touch on too. I think an important part of building these types of relationships is like knowing exactly what you offer. Because mm. if you're still in that phase of business where yes. you're kind of like wishy-washy, changing things all the time, that might not be the best time to try to like do collaborations and build some of these referral systems because that person needs to be able to trust you. Like I need mm-hmm. to know that you are yeah. an expert in what you're doing. I need to know that there's like social proof that yeah. that if I'm sending my clients to you, like I can trust you. Yeah, totally. Especially when you like you don't know that other person. It's not a personal friend or anything like that. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, I was just talking with a client last week about this. Of she's doing all these networking things. She's in. Um, it's called BNI. So she's doing lots of one-on-ones and meeting with people within this organization to help refer each other. And they're all asking for like a one word or a couple of words that when they hear those words, they instantly think of her in what she does. And I was like, that's actually really kind of genius to come up with for yourself of, okay, well, how do, how are people going to know when they need to refer me? Right. And right off the bat, I think, well, okay, copyright, you need help with your copy or messaging. Um, but even more so, you want to even get even more like nitty gritty. Like I'm looking for spiritual entrepreneurs. I'm not looking for somebody that's selling a product or SaaS or anything like that. Like I want a service-based entrepreneur that's struggling with messaging, right? And it really helps you dial in your own message because you have to be, you do have to know what you're doing or what you're selling, what your service is so that other people know what your service is, <laughs> right? Makes logical sense. <laughs> yeah, no, great. I mean, as you're talking, I'm like, okay, what would mine, what would mine be? You yeah. know, book for the spiritual biz owner, maybe, right? And that's maybe. like pretty specific. Yeah, for sure. So I think that's a great exercise. And, you know, I work with a lot of women, and I've found that in reviewing, you know, content and messaging and, and even bios for our books, women tend to use a lot of words that are fluffy to yes. almost use up space because yes. we're scared about being direct. Mm. Yes, we so are. Yeah, we're 100% scared to be direct. We want to keep it in the fluffy, <laughs> keep it in the like, oh, I just help you with confidence. Or trust your intuition. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the most powerful things I've done is like dial it in and kind of get rid of the extra words that that don't really need to be there. So I think that's a good recommendation for someone listening Absolutely. to this. That yeah. If they are still struggling with those like three words yeah. of that being an example to describe themselves before you even go into like these networking calls, you need to know very succinctly what you do, like yeah. what you represent, who you work with, those mm-hmm. things before you go into the networking relationship building, you know, space. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You got to know. You got to know. And sometimes I will say that just going and doing it, even if you don't 100% know, can be really clarifying and really um, eye-opening because what you come up with in the moment might be really good. Um, it'll give you a chance to put some training wheels on to what you do and um, give you a little boost of confidence potentially of like, yes, I can talk about this. Like I do know what I'm talking about. Um, so I don't want to like scare anyone away from doing a networking thing if they're still in that like unsure area of, I don't know exactly what I do. I have an idea because sometimes just doing that stuff brings the clarity, right? Such a good point. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Great reminder. Let's kind of round out the conversation. You said something before we started that touched on just being open to other ways of connection. And you even shared like an example of you just felt guided to go somewhere or meet someone and you didn't really have an agenda. Like you didn't really know if it made logical sense. Yeah. But there was something there that was beyond strategy. So yeah. what did that look like for you? And like, how can someone lean into those moments and those possibilities a little bit more? Um, it's trusting intuition, number one, because, yeah, it's intuitively led. Like I get a hunch to go do something. Um, and a lot of times it's like, hey, <laughs> really, all right, I guess I like there's I know I need to be there. Um, sometimes I'm excited about it. And sometimes I'm like, I don't know why I have to be at this thing, but I just have to be at this thing. And sometimes it's like a local networking sort of thing. Um, it's meeting. Uh, I feel like networking stuff is really just coming out of nowhere for me. <laughs> like the last six months, it's like, oh, come join this thing, come join this thing. Um, and I've met so many people online. I was talking with a friend and she was like, how do you meet so many people? I'm like, I have no idea. I just do. I end up in these things. And I honestly, I can't even like reverse engineer how I end up in them or how I end up. I just know when the intuitive hit comes and when I need to be at something um, and I follow it and I trust it. Um, that's a process in itself, I feel like in trusting your own intuition, trusting the process, trusting and not having um, an agenda. I used to, oh my gosh, like 15 years ago when I was doing networking for photography because I was a photographer, um, it was 100% like I would go in like, all right, how many people, I got to talk to everybody. I got to make sure that I get my card out. And that like, it was all about me, 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 me. Um, Where now I'm like, no, it's not about me. It's about it's a little bit about sharing the message, but it's also just being present to whatever needs to come through and trusting that whatever's coming through is what I need. So it's like, if I, sometimes it's like, I need to heal something. Like someone triggered, triggered me. And so I need to heal that. And that's why I moved them. Or uh, sometimes it's like, no, this person's going to lead you to X and client or um a program or whatever right um so yeah it's trusting that whatever's coming to me is exactly what i need and i don't have to seek any of it out yeah i want to also highlight that 
that was beyond social media. Like that was beyond, you know, you, Rachel, like posting something and, you know, it's not to say that can't happen because I've had many, you know, amazing moments in posting and having conversations based on that. But this was a connection you had that said, hey, you should join this too. Like you should come here mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. you know, however the message came to you, but it was beyond just you. The way I see this is like on social media, it's like me posting directly in front of me mm. to random people. This strategy is actually going out that way. Like it's going horizontally instead of, I don't know if this would be vertically, but it's going more in a web shape than just yeah. me, for, me and them. Yeah, it's more, so social media feels very focused in on like one person, very like pointed where the other is more like a net, right? Like you're just casting a really wide net out into the ether and a lot of things, a lot more things can come in. Yeah. I love that. It's amazing. Do you have any other thoughts on this topic as we start to close the conversation out for today? I think the agenda is so, so important. You can't have the agenda. Um, and I know this from personal experience and I think that's why I say it because I had such a personal agenda for so long. Um, and once I released that agenda, it's, it made networking work fun. It made connecting with people easier, um, and more, and it actually brought more to me, if that makes sense. Right. Um, instead of me going, okay, I used to want things to be like, you do X thing, you get Y result. And I think a lot of people are like that. I mean, that's what masculine energy is, is you do X thing, you get Y result. And the feminine is saying, no, that's not how it works. You, it's doing these things that without expectation um, and trusting that what you need will come to you. Um, so, that's that's my thoughts to leave with. I love that. Yeah, I think I'll kind of go off that too, where it's basically I'm what I'm seeing is like all we need to do is just like take one step forward and it mm-hmm. might not make the most logical sense. So your mind is probably gonna fight with you. Yeah. And yeah. the the outcomes, the possibilities are going to be so much more exponential because we're not just focusing on, you know, a cause and effect. It's like I stepped mm-hmm. forward and there are multiple, you know, quantum potentialities of possibility. And I think really that's what this conversation is about. It's about that most people are coming into this online space, seeing this as the end all be all. And there's so many, I mean, I built a six figure business on social media. However, there have been other strategies like relationship building, networking, um, mm-hmm. affiliate referrals as as a massive part of an integral part of the success. And we're yeah. forgetting about some of that. And I just love yeah. that we're able to have this conversation, Rachel. Oh, so good. I'm so glad we could too. Such good stuff. So love good. it. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for being here today and make sure to go check out what Rachel's up to on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, and same thing with me at Bridget Elaine Siskin. <laughs> Absolutely. Definitely. Thanks, Bridget. Thanks, Rachel. Oh, that was amazing, wasn't it? If you enjoyed this, and please share it with your friends, write a review, it helps to get the word out. And if you want to dive in deeper to what authentic comfy and messaging is for you, 
then please visit rachelweaver.com where there's guides and templates and more options for one-on-one copywriting, all specific to you and your energy. I thank you so much for listening and see you next time. Be you, babe.